What's up, fellow car enthusiasts? Welcome to an episode of Behind the Boost presented by MA Performance. I'm your host, Charlie Main, and today we plan to bring you some of the behind the scenes of the automotive world. In today's episode, we're joined by Tyler Mum and Eric Bloom. These are guys who are normally behind the camera and they help to bring you some of the latest and greatest in the car industry, as well as some behind the scenes of what we're doing here at MAP. Hopefully this episode will inspire and help you to get some better content of your car for the upcoming season. What have you been doing? Um, it's kind of like some inception. I've actually been editing these talk show live videos. <laughs> um, so I'm just like, now I'm live doing what I was already just editing. So Right. Uh, yeah. And so we are actually live now on the page. And so uh, shout out to everybody who's tuning in. For the, everybody who doesn't know, the guys below me are usually the ones who are behind the camera. So today we're going to be talking with you guys about uh, some different tips on uh, just automotive photography, photography in general, videography, that sort of stuff. Um, some tips for Instagram specifically, and then also um, getting into just some Q and A's and and just letting you guys get to know us a little bit more and, and specifically these guys. So I don't know. Sorry, Tyler, I didn't mean to cut you off, but sounds like it's a little weird just being live on this now as opposed to editing it a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, just being on the other end of everything is kind of interesting. Like you said, you know, I'm usually behind the camera, so to be in front of it is a a little weird um but uh, yeah and yeah. eric normally normally is the one helping us out respond to comments on this so uh he's definitely going to be trying it sounds like to get to those comments but obviously if he's busy here we're going to just keep the conversation happening so eric what's up man how you been pretty decent yeah i'm trying to do both here but i can't <laughs> unless somebody comments i won't know if i can see the comments or not so all right. Well, I'm coming to comments and I can't see it. Then I still won't know. But, you know what I mean? um, yeah, it's been good. In quarantine, like everybody else, well, mostly everybody else, trying yeah. to edit and do social media and film as much as we can here and there. Yeah, for sure. Um, hey, if you guys are watching right now, it looks like we've got at least ten people on here right now. If you guys could leave us a comment just so we can see how that's working on Eric's end, that would be great. Um, just because we want to be able to get into it, but we want to make sure everything's working well also. So cool. So yeah, it looks like we're all set there. Um, so for those of you who don't know, again, these are the guys who are normally behind the cameras and also just typically behind the scenes on what happens with social um, and specifically our content creation as well. So I don't know. I'm going to let these guys tell you a little bit more about what it is that they do. Um, Eric, why don't you kick us off? Like For everybody who doesn't know, what are some of the things you're doing here and Maybe later we'll talk about your awesome build you've got going too. So, um, yeah, currently I do pretty much all of the social media posting, uh, most of the video work, and pretty much all of the photo work, and also all of the graphic design, with the exception of the actual design of the website, which I don't do. But, yeah, if you've seen graphics or anything with text on it, I probably did it. And up until a couple months ago, if you messaged us on Instagram, that was also me. Right. Yeah, I mean, so all the emails, all that sort of stuff that you guys see, anything that's like sales promotion related, that's the guy who does it. So um, again, we are also taking questions from you guys. So if you have anything that you'd like to ask Eric or Tyler about um, maybe graphic design or how they got into it or anything along those lines, um, feel free to leave that in the comments and we will definitely get around to them as we go as opposed to making you guys wait around till the end this time. So leave those comments for us down below and we will get to them as we go here. But um, cool. Tyler, what about you? What do you primarily do? And and I mean, I know it sometimes is jumping around, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of do a little bit of like the same work. I mean, I've been gone. Uh, doing other projects for the last couple of months. But um, yeah, I guess what I did as well when I was um, there for the most part was shooting video, some behind the scenes stuff, going to the track, um, kind of most of the Honda coverage that happened from this past summer was stuff that I was shooting. Um, 
some product stuff for the websites, you know, just some of the new products that were up and coming, you know, um, just getting that stuff ready, um, doing some posting on like forums and social media as well. Um, that's pretty big majority of what I've kind of done. Yeah. And I think, I think a big thing to point out is that like when you have a lot of stuff going on, you know, from our end, there's obviously as a business also on social media, there's a lot of stuff that goes into making some of the posts happen or just making sure that you guys get email confirmations that look nice and whatnot. And, um, you know, have professional designs. There's a lot of work that goes into that. And so there is some overlap between what you guys both do in which where you obviously are working together to make sure that things are, you know, taken care of the way that they should be, you know, comments get replied to and, you know, messages and things like that. Um, obviously not as much anymore, but um, so, yeah, so there is, uh, again, I guess my point is there is some overlap for those wondering, I guess, but um, yeah, I mean, Eric, if you wanted to go in, I suppose you could tell us a little bit about your car and kind of what you have going on just so these guys know you're not just a, you're not just a photo guy. You're also an enthusiast. Yeah. Um, I have a 07 Chrysler 300 and pro charged and being built currently. So it's on like eight PSI right now on stock internals and all that jazz. So when the build is done, it should be like 12 PSI. Uh, it makes just a little over five hundred wheel right now, so it's fun. And it's um, black darkness. Yeah, yeah. You just had a photo shoot recently. I thought I just saw those. I think earlier before this, and yeah. they they look pretty sick. Yeah, I didn't even get those. Are they on your Instagram right now, or are they just on Facebook? They're just on Facebook. Helps to see kind of what the car you're talking about, I suppose, huh? Yeah, I think most people hear Chrysler three hundred and think of you know twenty sixes and. Right. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's, it's definitely not uh, exactly what I pictured the first time I heard uh, that it was a Chrysler 300. So uh, while I get this pulled up, it looks like we got some questions here. We got a question from Kevin. Yeah, I can see uh, all the comments in the side thing. Oh, you can. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, Kevin right now, like almost live, it seems like. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know if Eric, do you want to address this? Otherwise, I can with where um, we're at. PG is map on board. Is, yeah, I think you probably have a better answer than I do. My answer would be we're still good to go. But yeah, so as of right now, um, yeah, so as of right now, we are on with it as we know. Um, it's it's not that anybody's going to necessarily call it off as long as it's allowed to happen. So as long as the event is still allowed to happen, there's been no decisions to not do it. Um, that's not to say that there wouldn't be some type of uh, maybe precautions put in place to help keep everybody safe and whatnot at the event. We just have not had to make those decisions yet. Um, but uh, Brainerd's still on board. We're still on board. Um, sounds like everybody's still on board as long as we're allowed to do it. So, um, Kevin, hopefully that answers your questions. I know we get that a lot. And, again, the answer is as long as nothing crazy happens now and then, it should still happen. We're not going to cancel it. But uh, that's kind of where it's at is a day-by-day -day basis. So uh, I suppose your follow-up question was more or less, do you need to have your car done by June? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's never bad to have it ready, I suppose. I would say try to have it ready, but uh, hopefully it still happens. Yep. On and too explicitly said otherwise. Yep, exactly. I don't know, Eric, I haven't been involved in as much promotions and stuff right now lately. I don't know if we're able to hint at anything, but can people expect some quarantine promos? Um, yeah, I know we're working on, I don't know, uh, like some promos for essential workers and then we're also working on uh, like a furthering the quarantine and build sale. Um, but there's also some like one-off brands type stuff that's on sale right now, which is all well visible and updated to the minute on our specials page. So, Yeah. So Roberto, thanks for the question. Uh, but yeah, it'll all be on the site and we've got more stuff planned. So uh, just stick around, follow us on the, 
on the gram and on Facebook, turn on notifications so you don't miss anything. And then uh, you'll be as in the loop as everybody else. So uh, I did get your car ready here. I'll pull up on my Facebook here. So we're, I'm going to share that with these guys so they can see what we're talking about. So this is the 300. Yes, sir. Yeah, not it was like, uh, we just did those on Monday. It was about to rain. Cloudy and sad day, so. Yeah, it's got all the moody vibes. I did so not. that's cool. I'm going to go through right. some of these. Nice. Yeah, it's a fun car. Got a lot of stuff from uh, the map. I got the air ride stuff in there. That was from us. Pro Charger stuff. We all carry all that stuff. We got the wheels mm -hmm. from work. Those are uh, niche. Niche. I don't know. However you want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> We saw those. Yeah, and what made you decide to go with a 300? I mean, there's obviously so many other cars, but just curious. Yeah, um, I mean, I grew up as a muscle car enthusiast. Like, I think most people's our age, their dad was into, you know, 60s and 70s stuff, and that's kind of what I was into was the muscle car, like American classic type stuff. And then when I first started shooting videos, I did a lot of music videos, so I had a lot of, like, different influences that way um so i kind of took the typical 300 on 26s and made it into the like classic muscle car and then also it's just a hodgepodge of everything because i always like bag cars and it's yeah medium quick i don't know it's nothing crazy but it's fast enough for now yeah it's funny because honestly it seems like a lot of people end up building cars that kind of reflect themselves in some way. And I think that's obviously the goal here is that it combines a lot of your interests and pieces of, you know, what make you, you and your interest in the industry just kind of wrapped up into one build. So that's, I think, pretty tight. Uh, Tyler, what's happening, man? Oh, not much. Just, uh, why don't we talk yeah. about you a little bit? Put you in All the right. hot seat. All right. Uh, yeah. so your car, what are you, what are you working on? So my car is always a little work in progress. Um, I have a 2003 Lexus IS 300. Tied. Um, it's, it's pretty slow. Not going to lie. It is just a stock, uh, two JZ NA. Um, eventually I plan on doing either a one J swap or doing like a beam swap something kind of still Toyota-ish um, mm -hmm. to kind of just stick with the, um, I don't know, I kind of just like the OEM plus style, just kind of like a tasteful modded car. So as yeah. you can kind of see there, it's just little things here and there. I have a HKS kit on it. Um, I picked that up last spring and had one of my buddies uh, paint it, get it all ready. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of adds a little bit to the car. I uh, have some stance coils, which is a uh, uh, they're they're from what I can hear, they're pretty pretty good. Um, I have those on the way, so I'm excited to get those put in, stiffen the car up a little bit, and then yeah. uh, do some drifting. Okay. Any big events other than PG you're hoping to make it to this year? Uh, it, I guess it depends on what's all going to be open. You know, yeah. with everything going on right now, it's really tough to tell. Um, I would like to make it to a U.S. Air event out in Shano, Wisconsin. Okay. And do some drifting out there. That track is uh, a little more technical, but kind of forces you to learn your car a little bit more, I think. So, I got you. Yeah. Any plans for it long term then? Um, besides doing like a Jay-Z swap or a beam swap, like I said, yeah, nothing super crazy that I can think of, but I'm always thinking of different ideas for it. One week I'll want to raise it a little bit and do some more like practical stuff with it. And then one week I want to have it pretty much dragging on the ground. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> a lot of different ways to go with IS 300s. There's a lot of different builds out there. So um, pretty diverse car. Yeah, definitely. No, they're definitely. I've always wanted to do an IS three hundred. They're just, I think they're timeless. I think they're sweet. They've got so much potential. 
Um, you just don't see them as often as like 240s and whatnot. So I think they're definitely cool. Um, so I, I guess now would be a good time. You know, we've looked at some of the pictures, not a ton, but uh, some pictures that you guys have taken. Um, I suppose now would be a good time to give people some tips on what we think they could do to help take better pictures, maybe just using their phones or what equipment they have available to them. Um, cause I feel like a lot of people nowadays are constantly trying to put stuff out there and, um, so much of building cars and whatnot. And the scene nowadays is kind of sharing it and putting that type of stuff out there for other people to see, um, and how you share it and the way that you take images can have a huge impact on how well that sort of stuff is received. It seems like, um, I don't know if you guys agree or, or not, and it may be fortunate or unfortunate that that's become a big part of the industry, but um, I don't know what your guys' opinions are. Eric, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's everybody that's anybody pretty much has a high-quality camera in their pocket. Um, I was never really super awesome at sharing my own personal build-related stuff. Um, I think probably because I ran Instagram for five years that at work. Yeah. The last thing I want to do is come home and you spend two hours on Instagram every day and come home and you, I don't want to sit on Instagram anymore. So I never really shared right. personal stuff. Um, but I don't really have a finger on the pulse, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, everybody pretty much has cameras in their pockets and it's definitely the culture now is to share it as much as possible. I think people get lots of gratification out of other people liking their stuff it's cool yeah yeah i mean i'd be curious to know what everybody watching thinks too i mean whether or not it's good or bad that social media has become such a part of a build nowadays i feel like there's definitely people out there that don't think a build is as cool if they didn't achieve some type of social like clout on the internet because of it uh, but then there's some people who are very far from that, where they could not care less about sharing what they did. They built the car for themselves, and that's it. Yeah. Um, we got, like, my buddy Phil, who we've done a lot of content on, does, like, zero Instagram whatsoever. And then, like, Han and Nate, I don't know if people have probably seen his videos floating around. He's, you know, if he's watching, shout out to Nate, but he's terrible at Instagram. Doesn't have <laughs> – people don't care. Like, it's – they do it for themselves and they don't do it for anybody else. And I think that's super awesome. I think that's extremely commendable. And there's, yeah, definitely a huge amount of people that just do a build just for Instagram too. I think that's kind of what like SEMA and stuff has turned into is like a live Instagram show off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, keep your build as much a secret as you can. And then everybody shows it here to see how well it's received. What about you, Tyler? What do you think? Um, I think that, yeah, I see a lot of people who are like asking questions of what should I put in my car? What shouldn't I put in my car? And I think there's goods and bads to that. I think you can kind of learn a lot when you're asking people what kind of stuff you should put in your car because you might learn that you know, these parts might not be good. Or like for me, for example, with IS 300s, there's a lot of people on like Facebook pages that kind of talk about, should I boost my IS 300? And there's a lot of stipulation as if you should or not, just due to you know, the internals and is it gonna hold up? Is it not gonna hold up? Well, what can I, you know, what kind of parts can I put in or what kind of precautions can I take to making it a more reliable build? Yep. So I don't know, I guess I'm kind of torn on that one. You know, you can learn a lot just by looking at what people are asking and stuff like that but at the same time at the end of the day i feel like it should be your car because you're ultimately you know the one driving it you're the one who's looking up you know waking up every day looking at your car and you know yeah i and i do feel though however it's like a lot of people they build their cars to a certain point or a certain way because of how it would be received by like social media followings for example like it's not cool like like somebody who maybe would think that it's not cool to uh, – it wouldn't be cool – if someone you thought your IS wouldn't be cool unless it had a big turbo kit um, because turbo for Instagram likes type of thing. Right. 
Right. Um, or like, I feel like a lot of people shoot for a specific horsepower number, like 500 horsepower, because that has some type of, you know, meaning on the internet, as opposed to the way that they drive the car and the way that they're going to use the car, does 500 horsepower make sense? Right. Is that practical towards your goals, towards your car? Right. Yeah. And so I feel like be it good or bad, I think that social media has a huge influence on the way that people are building their cars. Um, whether that's good or bad, I mean, it could be good for the industry by pushing some people, but it could also be pushing people into uh, decisions that don't make, make sense at all uh, for themselves financially or for themselves safety wise or their car's engine health or whatever the case may be. But I don't know. I, I'm, that's why I'm curious to know what everybody thinks here, because it's it's definitely become something that I think is worth talking about. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what some of the people watching are thinking of that as well. You know, what what do you think of, um, yeah, like you just said, people who are building their cars for their viewers rather than, you know, are you going to enjoy it at the end of the day or are you just going to look at it and see, you know, I got a lot of likes, but the car, you know, low-key is falling apart or, you know, I might have not bought the right suspension for it because I bought this body kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of fallbacks with that, I think, as well. So. No, for sure. Um, no, it's again, it's just interesting to see how everything's developing and has developed over time um, into what it, you know, the world we live in today. Um, but anyways, I, have have you guys? I guess now would be a good time to talk about uh, some favorite shoots of your guys's, maybe some favorite cars you guys have had the opportunity to shoot, or some awesome shoots that you've been in. Um, Looks like we did get Nate Nathan. Nathan left us his opinion. He said he'd build for reliability in his eyes. So I happen to agree. Uh, I think that you should build what's going to be the right choice for your car and what your goals are with it. And uh, if you're going to just build it for likes on the gram, you're going to probably end up disappointed. Um, but yeah, favorite shoots. What did, what did, I, I've seen some pretty cool pictures from both you guys all a bunch of times. Eric, I don't know if you want me to jump onto your site quick to show some pictures, but do you have one on there you want to look at? Um, I'm sure your favorite one. Favorite one. I don't know. I shot, well, I sh yeah, the poster on my wall gives it away. But I shot a Countach last year for Crown Rally that was a very last minute. I don't even know if it's on my website. It is. Um, yeah, that was pretty special because I've had a poster of a Countach on my wall since I was a little kid, and getting to even just be around one. I'd never seen one in real life, even. I don't think most people get that yeah. chance and get to ride around in it and see like how crazy it is to actually own a car like this. And the dude that was selling it was I don't know sixty plus, and the I forget what the area between the seat and like the outside, like the Part where the door sits on the bottom, the sill, kind of right down here. Yeah, is so wide that this older gentleman couldn't get in and out of his own car anymore. So he had to. This thing was for sale. So. Yeah, I think this one might be your background on your work desktop. Yep. Yeah, that's where I've seen that picture. I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like a twenty-minute shoot. So driving around in a Countach for 15, 20 minutes was. Pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I think that's probably a recent favorite for sure. Yeah, no, I think it, there's three pictures. They definitely turned out good. It's been a ton of fun shooting the new Supra too. The thing just looks, in my opinion, awesome. Looks really good in pictures. Yeah, it's a very photogenic car. I, have to yeah, I, I think it's hard to get a bad angle of the new Supra. Yeah, I got that, the butt pick of the Supra when we first got it. It was like literally in the garage waiting for us at Brinsville Toyota. And it, yeah, yeah that's on here too. The rear view is unstoppable. Yeah, like that's just my favorite thing ever. It's so like aggressive and like sleek all at the same time. Yeah. I will definitely say I am a huge fan, though. We got that uh, carbon fiber uh, 
trunk spoiler, trunk lid. Mm-hmm. Things pretty tight. That whole kit turned out really good. Yeah, the Rex Beach, right? Yeah, yeah, that kit looks super nice and it fits really well. Yeah, I love the like rear three quarter view on the Supra bat view, like the roller angle. Uh huh. Not a huge fan of the front three quarter view, but you can't want to. Yeah. Move. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to for sure. Um, Tyler, what about you, man? Um, I'd have to say one of my favorite or most notable cars that I've shot is um, uh, my friend's uh, stepdad had a Datsun 510 with an SR20 uh, thrown into it. And it was done like super well, just like super tasteful little mods here and there. And the SR was built and that is like, the hardest pulling little car I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't remember what he said for horsepower, like like 350 or something like that, which isn't crazy, but for such a lightweight little car. Like, it's yeah. Big. So. Yeah, sometimes it's not even like the biggest horsepower numbers that make cars fun. It's like, right. again, everybody's chasing big numbers, but sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes it's just the timeless the look of them too, you know? Yeah. Do you have any pictures of it somewhere we can um, on my Instagram? It's a little over a year ago, I want to say. Okay. I'm gonna scroll down here. It's like right in the middle. It's a little blue Datsun. I'm looking. A little over a year ago. Yeah, I think it says on here 88 weeks. So there was a like army green one too. On the PG. An army green. 510 yeah i think it was a 510 i'm not like really familiar with them looks to me to my eyes to be a 510 and yeah it was like army flat green and that he was always doing road course it was kind of time attack set up i don't know i remember seeing that back at way in the back by the paddock at brainerd thinking it was just the coolest thing ever that is super cool to see people taking those older cars and still putting them on the track pushing them yeah, I found your picture finally. Uh, here we go. Can there it is. Now we can share it. Boom. Boom. There we go. So that's the one. Yeah, that's sweet. Is there a video of this? There is a video. Um, let's see if I can find a link to it here Super quick. Whoa. and yes there is a burnout in the video that was kind of like a number one like first thing right out of the gate like we have to see what this thing's got well then let's get to it what about so again so most of these guys are probably shooting with their phones what uh what are some tips you guys could have for them going in to shoot their car or anything like that yeah, I mean, kind of going back to what I said earlier, everybody has a relatively nice phone camera in their pocket, especially with the iPhone 11. Yep. Just ridiculous. Um, True. But, yeah, I mean, I think just being as consistent as possible, trying to get out on cloudy days usually, um, just making sure that you're getting a different angle. Like, don't – I think people just kind of walk up and – you know, eye level, take a picture, but if you can get higher, you can get lower. Um, that always helps. And yeah, I've, like just before a rainstorm is pretty much the perfect time to go out. So if it's a crazy sunny day, it's probably not going to look that great. Um, yeah, and then as far as getting those images onto some sort of social media, I think people that want to follow you want to see some sort of consistency. Um, so if you're going to post pictures of your car, then just post pictures of your car. I don't think most people want to see a huge mix of things. So I think keeping it consistent and getting not necessarily good angles, but just different angles is helpful. Stand up. Yeah. Down. Would you would you say that having a dedicated page for your car is better than just kind of mixing it in with work or family or friends stuff as well, or or yeah, I mean, I think it depends on how you 
want to be right like if if you're just on instagram to have friends and see what friends are up to then it doesn't matter what you're posting i think yep. if you want to yeah. get a huge following or garner some sort of momentum then people really strangers aren't going to follow you to see pictures of your kids and of your you know, uh, barbecue ribs or whatever you're posting i would right. For the most part, stick to the car. If you can get a picture of your barbecue ribs with the car in the background, then now you're onto something. Um, but yeah, yeah, if you if you want to get some level of successful following, then or centered around your car, then that's all you should post for the most part. Yeah. yeah. What about uh, Tyler? What do you got? Um, I agree with Eric in that part. You know that that's kind of what people are expecting is what they see. You know when they come to your page. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Another one is just when you're shooting shoot, like, yeah, try a bunch of different angles. Try just don't stop shooting when you're like taking photos of cars, you know, try anything because you never know what's going to be like your feel until you kind of do it. Um, so kind of just like making notes of like, you know, different, like, do you like more of a blurry background? Do you want to be able to see more of what's happening in the background? Um, do you like kind of having a little more like stuff going on in the foreground or do you like more of just like a clean shot? Um, kind of finding your style is, I don't know, kind of an important part, I think. Yeah. Do you guys ever like look up? I know because like occasionally when I've taken pictures of cars that as someone who's not super uh technical with like photography or anything like that um you know what i typically like to do to get a head start is like i'll look a car up on instagram in advance and like if i see pictures of like an angle that i like then i know to kind of seek that out when i'm like shooting my own cars or whatever have you guys ever done that before can't say i have I don't think I have either. <laughs> I guess you guys just have that natural talent that I uh, need influence for. Uh, but we did get a question here from, uh, well, first, Zach, you rock. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, rock on, right? Um, Matt Matthew Oswald said, when grabbing corner shots, I like to get low and offset the car to one side of the view so it's not in the center of the picture adds depth to the photo and grabs some of the background i agree that rule of thirds uh and I, tyler i see you did send me the link to your video of this car i don't know how well it's going to play though through all this i don't know how well i can share this as i do it here well, that can just be if you just want to watch that one yourself too i mean it's, it's all <laughs> that's I'm gonna I'm gonna see what I can do though. I think that's I think it's a oh. cool video. We might have to mute. Uh, I, don't I don't know. Maybe we'll just keep the audio out of it for now. We'll leave that for them to look at when they come check it out. So this is the Datsun, huh? That is the car. Where is this? So this was sh like where was the shot? Yeah. This was shot in St. Cloud, um, okay. so for some people that aren't local or in Minnesota, it's like an hour and a half-ish north of the Twin Cities area. Um, okay. Smaller, I mean, smaller area, I guess, you know, it's a town of like 60,000 people-ish, you know, and that's a, the biggest city kind of in the area, but just a nice Sunday stroll, you know, get some cool rollers. Um, Got to just experience yeah. the car a little bit, you know. Super, like I said, super cool car, different build. So, and so, how did you? How did I'm sure people are wondering how you shoot something like this. I mean, were you leaning out the back of a car, or how is this happening? Yeah, so I used to have a Volkswagen Passat that was lowered on some ST coilovers with some uh, Lone Heart BR5 wheels that was kind of like my go-to roller mobile so i guess what i would do is i would just open the hatch and i had like a strap that would just go on my back because you know being it's on coilovers it's a little stiffer um i didn't like mm -hmm. to move around too much and i have a gimbal like a ronin 
DJI Ronin gimbal that I would have just kind of hanging out the back of the car. And yeah, it kind of gives it that, you know, you can be kind of creative there, how high up you want to be, how low to the ground do you want your camera to be? And you can kind of change the perspective of the car a little bit that way. But yeah, that's kind of been my go-to for rollers and it kind of works for photos as well, being able to like set a timer and get those kind of shots as well. Um, and like not have to worry about them being super blurry besides like what you want blurry, you know, like the motion blur of the background. Yeah, for sure. No, it's unique. Cause again, you see videos like that online all the time of cars, but you don't, a lot of people I'm sure don't think about, uh, you know, like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> leaning out the back of somebody's car as they drive down the road and, you know, especially sometimes you see those as like a drift car behind them, you know, getting sideways and it's maybe 20 feet from the actual car, you know, from you filming. I mean, that's, it's pretty crazy to think how close you sometimes are to the vehicle. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a, I don't know, sometimes when you, uh, in the moment, you know, you don't really think about that. You just think about, okay, this is going to be a super cool shot. And then you think like afterwards and you see like a photo that somebody took of you, like hanging out of this car and you're like, wow, that was, it's a little sketchy, but, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the, I don't know. Sometimes you have to get to those points, you know, or get to like the bending of the rules and that kind of scenario to be able to get the cool shots that you really need. You know, you kind of have to do something different to get something different. I feel like. Yeah. Matthew is saying, can we just cut out the middleman and have his pay paycheck sent directly to the shop? The answer is absolutely. Just address them to Tyler, Eric, and Charlie. We will make sure they get put to good use. <laughs> um cool. So I guess next would be cool. I mean, we could talk about some gear. I mean, again, there's a lot of stuff people can do with just what they have at home. Um, but you guys have obviously gone and, you know, invested in the craft year over year. And ultimately you guys have the equipment you have today. Um, I figured we could talk about uh, kind of what some of that is, what you guys use, what you, why you picked this equipment for what purposes and um, yeah. Anything that you might have for people maybe looking to step it up from the phone, where would you recommend they go to next? Yeah, I think that question will resonate better with, I don't, I doubt we have like camera gear nerds on here. There might be like two dudes that are going to be stoked on it. Yeah. Beyond that, I think most people are going to want to know, like if you want to take better videos beyond just holding your phone, I think like what's the step up from beginner into maybe intermediate instead of diving into 45 minutes of ridiculous camera gear that we have. <laughs> Yeah, right. Go ahead, let her rip. But uh, yeah, I mean, I have like crazy been doing this for seven, eight years, pretty much doing video full time. So I have pretty ridiculous amounts of uh, big gear, little gear. Um, yeah, I mean, I just picked up the Hero 8, which I know Charlie did as well. And I think Tyler might have an older one as well. But we have like some sevens around the shop. This, that. It's ridiculous. The eight is just crazy. I went on vacation and we brought it along, and it was tons of fun. It's super easy to use. Like it's pretty much idiot proof. It's you put it on a stick and you can go. The photos are okay. I think you'll still get better photos out of your phone. But if you want to do cool little videos of your car, or at least have something like track day type stuff, you get a little suction cup and you can, you know, do some footage review if you want to watch yourself shifting at the track and stuff like that it's an incredible little camera that's less than five hundred dollars yeah that was the i mean definitely the main reason that i picked one up myself is because it was like as close to point and go as running gun as i think it gets um not a whole lot of room for user error right john blocker wants to know what kind of sandwich do you look forward to to after taking those sweet vids and hot potato hot photos, not hot potatoes. Sweet <laughs> and hot potatoes. Sandwiches and potatoes. Uh, I just had a roast beef sandwich, so it was excellent. Ooh. 
Arby's, they got the meats. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, I mean, we were thinking at this point we could do some Q&As. If you guys got some questions, you can let us know down below. Um, in the meantime, we could talk about some more video tips, some maybe crazy stories from a shoot, if you guys have any, from any weird happenings. Um, how about this? Have you guys ever had anybody try to steal your gear? I've had all of my gear stolen before. Really? What? Yeah. I, I will reference back to the earlier part of this video where I talked about doing music videos in Minneapolis on the north side, which, if you're not local to us, is not a super great place. But that's kind of how I got my start with shooting hip-hop and rap music videos for, like, literal gang members. And I used to drive a red Ford Explorer, which was super tight. And, yeah, it was a big smash and grab. I lost, like, 10 grand worth of equipment that was locked in my car. And they took a spark plug in their hand, which is a huge thing. And if you just hold the tip of the spark plug out, you can, I'm not gonna give people tips on how to steal stuff, but you know, I'm going with that. But. <laughs> yeah, if you wanna smash a window, that's how you do it. Yeah, it sucked. Right. I had to, like, luckily I had insurance and all that, and it just, I, you know, you had, it was literally all my gear, everything that I needed to make a living, and that I, it, the insurance claim took two months for me to get a check for three quarters of what my equipment was actually worth. So rebuying everything and being relatively unable to work for the three months. Sucked. Yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, Adam wants to know about tips for a beginner on video editing. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh man. There's a, you can get, I think you can get Premiere Pro on your phone now. There's all kinds of phone editing apps that are awesome. But I don't know. Don't do anything yeah. crazy. Like just basic cuts with some music. Don't try to like do After Effects stuff on your phone, you know? Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, there's obviously free with a lot of computers you get you know i mean on a mac you get imovie i'm pretty sure they include it for free on your phone now too don't they for free you get imovie i don't know imovie is amazing yeah i've before before i ever used premiere pro or anything like that i just edited stuff on there so um yeah i would say i would say imovie is good it's usually free yeah, I'm good or um, yep, or like Windows. I, I don't know if it comes with computers anymore. Windows Movie Maker. I know that was a thing at one point. That's like super basic. Like, chop a couple things out of clips and throw some music in there. Hi, Ian. Yeah, Ian's in the chat. Everybody <laughs> here. Yeah, that's true. It was. Uh, he wants to know if you've ever. Another video throwing pumpkins. We did a Evo X, we had the Evo X cast oil pan, and we did a it was supposed to be a joke. People, I don't think they got it. We did like a strength test, and we compared it to a watermelon, and people got upset about it at the time. But it was literally just us goofing off, and we like hucked the oil pan off the roof, and it was completely undamaged. And then we would throw the watermelon off the roof, and it would obviously explode. And Ian would make some comparisons between a watermelon and our oil pan. And I don't know. We thought it was super funny, and I think some people did, but other people got upset that you can't compare the structural integrity of an oil pan to a watermelon. But Eric, we've put, a, we've put on a lot. You've helped film a lot of videos, a lot of videos over the years that made it onto the Matt channel, obviously, that have pretty much been you filming a lot of them. Um, I mean, because you've been around now for five years. It was just recently. Yeah, that's a good one. There was a, for our 10th anniversary, we went and did some like supercar rental stuff for MAP. And we brought out some older uh, employee cars to see how much faster they, they were than the Huracan. So we had our old, one of our old fabricators, Tim, had a black A4 that I'm sure is very familiar with people that have been on our channel for a while um, that made at the time, an 850 wheel or something like that, and doing some uh, illicit racing 
with Tim's car versus some high-end stuff was pretty fun, pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. We've never done anything that was like not so. You know, we've done like some burnouts and some donuts, but it's nothing like nothing ever went wrong. I don't know. We've always been right. professional <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. But yeah, we've never had anything like go super wrong at work, anyways, at Matt. No, for sure. And, and that's funny, though, because I'm sure a lot of people who are looking to, you know, work in the automotive industry, you know, dream of like your position, you know, um, being able to do that full time um, and, and really just be able to shoot what they love, you know, for for money all day long. Um, so, no, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is fun. It is like definitely a job too i mean i like the social media stuff is yeah i can attest to how much time we put into social media so hopefully it gets appreciated um it is a ridiculous amount of work we post three times a day for the last two years that's two thousand posts or whatever the math is um it's crazy and then yeah like we try to respond to everybody and it is at times kind of repetitive and grueling, but then yeah, I mean, we got to pick up a new Supra, which was crazy. Um, stuff like that, that yeah, it is, it is kind of a dream some days for sure. Piggybacking off of that, is there a dream video you haven't had a chance to make but always wanted to? That's a good question. I don't know. Tyler, you got anything? Oh man, I mean, I was editing. they pop um, into your head and they disappear if you don't. <laughs> um, they, I don't know, I have so many ideas that like pop into my head and like unless you like write them down, that's kind of one tip I guess I can give off of that is like write down your ideas um, so you don't forget them. Uh, a dream video that I've always wanted to make. Um, I'll have to probably come back on that one or maybe respond to that at a later point. Gotta really think on that. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the times it's about not necessarily like what you get to shoot as much as it is, you know, like how the video is going to be received from like a emotional standpoint. You know, like does it actually mean anything when it's produced? Um, yeah. You know, it's not necessarily about just a thousand horsepower GTR, but conveying what that means to the owner and trying to get that video relatable to the average person who watches. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, we did the, uh, why we race video a couple of years ago. It was an idea that Chris had that he just kind of dropped in my desk one day. And I was like, I'm going to make a video that speaks to any and all car enthusiasts all at once from now until the end of time. And I want it to be amazing and go viral. And I just, had a boatload of footage that we put together and had a huge success. That was awesome. That was probably the one of the more fulfilling projects that I've worked on here that has stood the test of time. I think people still watch it and I still see people commenting on it on YouTube and stuff. Yeah. No, that's definitely a good video. For everybody watching, if you haven't seen that one, check it out. It's definitely a cool one, especially if you are in the cars, which I'm sure people who watch this are. Uh, we did get a question uh, here from. Yeah, we got a couple from Matt. There's an old really? Evo X stage one and a half, stage two short blocks. What's the difference? I don't know that on a personal level. I missed that one. It was a while, a couple minutes ago. Oh, I missed. I missed you, Matt. Sorry, Matthew. That'll be one for our next live. I think it's next, or it might be two weeks. But we're going to do one with uh, Eric, uh, other Eric or uh, Alex from our engine department. So we'll have a live with them that they will give you a much, much, much better answer than my dumb self trying to cobble something together. Yeah, yeah, no, so we're gonna do, they're on, up. yeah, I can't remember either. It's either in a week or two weeks, they'll be on here and we can go ahead and address anything engine related that time around because they are the engine wizards of MA performance. Yeah, I'm hoping to get Eric uh, for that. 
Yeah, hopefully. Uh, any news on a 2020 STI Stage 2 tune? Uh, I know that we have tunes coming soon for that platform, very soon. Uh, hopefully within the next couple of weeks here, that'll be some things released. I can't say any more without saying too much, but uh, coming soon. Uh, what kind of shop cars does MAP have, and which MAP shop car has been your favorite? Oh, that's Matthew, good... thank you for the question. I appreciate you asking these. Yeah, I feel like I've seen his name on our Facebook before. So, hello, Matthew. I am the internet. I am. <laughs> I am Matt. Internet. Um, that's an awesome one. Yeah, we have had. I think we got rid of one. We had two Evo tens. I don't know. I haven't been in the shop for like two months, almost. Um, so we had two Evo tens. We have one now, and then the black EcoBoost that we've had for a few years. Um, we have like a shop GTR, but it's Chris's car. Um, and yeah. we have a WRX and an STI, 2017 and yeah. we had a GTI for a while, and now Hector owns it. Um, I think that's it as far as like recent. What? I said he's not putting a spoon engine in it. No. <laughs> Remote tech system. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's it. We, when I first started, was kind of when Map stopped doing custom stuff. So, like, a lot of our new customers won't know that we started as like a one-off fab custom performance shop, and that was uh, back mostly when we were in Plymouth. We're in Cottage Grove now, and right when I started was when that kind of fell off, not fell off, but we stopped doing it and did mostly uh, the fabrication stuff. But we used to have an old, it was a, I think 69 Camaro with a some LS type motor in it. I don't know off the top of my head, but it was like a full on tub rest mod that made 700 wheel or something like that. And it was just stupid fun, crazy, crazy fun. That was, in my opinion, the coolest shop car we've had, but We've had like the Evo 8, the old shop car that made 1,000 wheel, and we've had the FDRX7 and stuff like that. That stuff's all gone now. Oh, yeah, and we have a Civic and a Super. Thanks, John. Yeah, how could we forget? Those are like the most recent ones. Yeah. Thank you, Blocker. John is our website. Uh, manager. Yeah. Hello, John. We got all kinds of people in the chat. All right, guys. Well, for everybody on here, thanks for tuning in again. Next week, we'll have another uh, guest internally jump on. Uh, apparently, we're not 100% positive who it is, but thank you for tuning in. Again, we'll see you next week, 3 o'clock. Until then, we'll see you guys later. Thank you guys for jumping on. And there you have it, guys. Hopefully, you learned something that you can either take with you into the garage or bring with you to the track. Tune in next week for another episode. We'll see you then. Is that good enough? Yeah. Okay.